Blog Talk Radio. This is power. This is tradition. This is Talladega. The biggest party in NASCAR returns October 12th through 14th. Bring the whole family out to Talladega Super Speedway for the Kid VIP Experience. Kids 12 and under can choose from a number of great options behind the scenes, like guided garage tours, pre-race photo ops, and more. This is more than a race. This is Talladega. Good evening from Dega Nation. I'm Tim Despain filling in for Rowdy Maglite tonight. Uh, I got I got Rowdy's co-host, uh, Chi-Town Mark, uh, and you're in the Rowdy Maglite show. Thanks for coming on, everybody, tonight. we got a big show playing. Uh, how you doing tonight, Mark? Tim, I'm doing this great. It's uh, it's nice to go from one legend uh, in talk race talk radio to another. Uh, thanks for filling in and being here with me tonight. You're welcome very much, Mark. And you know, like I said, I hate to really do it under the circumstances that we are that we're under. But uh, Ronnie lost his wife. Yeah. I don't know a good a good many years this past weekend, and uh, it's it's just a hard just a hard thing to swallow, bro. Yeah, he uh, he felt it was best that he uh, uh, turned it over this evening and let us run the show, Tim. And uh, you and I were talking earlier. We just can't even imagine what Rowdy's got to deal with and go through right now. And uh, we're 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 with you, my brother. Uh, our hearts are out to you. And there's anything we can do, you know who to call. That's right. Our thoughts and prayers go out to Rowdy and the whole. Ronnie O'Rear family, his their their uh their two kids and all just a just just a sad deal and like I said I hated to do it under under, under these circumstances but I think we've got I've got a caller from eight four seven cool let me see who this who this is we got we, we might be, we might be having Jeff on the line that might be the Jeff me is that you Jeff that is me hey Jeff how you doing bro good how are you tonight. I'm doing good. You probably heard Mark and I talking uh, this sad, this sad circumstances tonight, and you know our thoughts and prayers go out to Ronnie and all that. But uh, Jeff, if you if you can, uh, I've got a pastor of Ridgeview Baptist Church. Uh, he is in a class, and he has stepped out. He's going to come on and give us an invocation tonight. So I want to welcome my pastor from Ridgeview Baptist Church, Mr. Tommy Strickland, into the Rowdy Mike Light Show with Mark and Jeff. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Let's get ready to rumble! Pastor Ridgeview Baptist Church, my good friend Thomas Strickland. How are you doing this evening, my friend? Doing well, Brother Tam. How are we doing today? We do it. We're doing good, and I want to thank you for taking time out to come on. This is a rowdy show, and you know, like I mentioned to you Sunday morning, and uh, after after your after the uh, sermon there, that uh, Ronnie lost his wife this this past weekend. So I agreed to come on and sort of help Mark and Jeff out, and I want to thank you very much for coming on and saying a word. Thank you for the invitation. We've definitely been praying for you and his family. You're welcome, Tommy. Just and just whatever you want. To say. I'm I'm pretty sure Mark might have a question for you after the invocation, if that's okay. Which I know you need to get right back into okay. class. Yeah, that'll be fine. I'll have I can take a minute or so. Okay, thank you very much, Tom. All right, uh, you know, there's a lot of folks uh, facing various storms today. There's all kinds. You know, we've got the storm in the Gulf, and um, he's facing the storm of losing his his spouse and all kinds of storms we face. So I thought today I would just pray for those who are facing storms in life. And uh, and so let's let's do that right now. Yes, Father, sir, you got the floor time. Father, we know that there's a lot of people in this world who are facing uh, physical storms. They're facing, um, it could be death of a loved one. It could be sickness. It could be a storm, tropical storm that's coming their way. Lord, I pray that you will be very real to those who are facing storms today. Uh, there are um, there are men and women who are, who are fighting a good fight, and uh, they need your assurance today. 
And, Father, I pray that you would just uh, equip them and encourage them to know that there's brothers and sisters in Christ praying for them and standing standing up for them in the corner. Lord, I just pray that you would give uh, safety, you would give encouragement, and you would give uh, security to these folks tonight that are facing these storms. Let them know that you are in control of the storm. You're the master of the sea, and you control the storm. Thank you, Father, for that assurance. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen, Brother Tom. Brother Tommy, great invocation. And uh, before uh, before we let you get out of here, I think Chi-Town Mark might, might want to ask you a couple of questions or just sort of thank you for, for coming on and doing this for me. Okay. All right. Thanks, Tim. I appreciate it. Uh, we, we appreciate your uh, your kind words, uh, and uh, you're welcome to be on our show anytime as well as uh, uh, Tim's. And uh, thanks for being on this evening, and we appreciate those kind words. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. I enjoyed and enjoy anytime I can pray for someone. Thank you, Mark. Well, Thank we, you, Tom. And before, I'm sorry, Mark. Go ahead. No, you, you didn't cut me off, Tim. Right. Tommy, I want to thank you again for stepping out of class. And if if you want to let everybody know what's going on 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 the on the ridge just right down the road here, you got the new doors installed. I've seen all that, and you got a just a lot of good stuff going on down here at Ridgeview Baptist Church, brother. We do. God has tremendously blessed us in the last uh, couple of years. We have been kind of rebuilding, restarting the church, and uh, we've been able to see people saved, see, see people baptized, and being able to do a few things now uh, to a facility to kind of uh, update it a little bit. Uh, new doors have been needed for a long time, so we're getting some nice new doors. Uh, we're getting some new lighting, which is been desperately needed because it's been kind of dark in there. Uh, and uh, God's bringing people into our family and, and encouraging the growth of the church. It's, it's just been great to have you guys a part of it. Thank you very much, Tommy. And, uh, Mark, just to let you know, uh, Tommy baptized me about three weeks ago, and he did baptize me. He, I, I think Suzanne tried to take some money and keep me under longer than what I was supposed to be under because <laughs> That's it. I, I tried to make him bubble while he was under there. <laughs> I, I remember you commenting on the show about it, uh, Tim, and uh, congratulations. And uh, thanks for letting him come up for air, Reverend Tommy. <laughs> Anytime. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Tommy, thanks again, brother. Thanks again. I know you got to jump sure back thing. in class. Tell, tell Miss Melba, Joseph, and everybody we said hello, and I'll see you uh, hopefully Wednesday evening, brother. Thanks, Tim. You have a good evening. You too, brother. Thanks again.
Tommy Strickland there, my pastor at Regency Baptist Church, just right down the road. Mark, Mark, we got we got a lot going on tonight, but uh, I want to thank uh, I want to thank Tommy for coming on and saying them kind words. And uh, I've got a song that was requested by Rowdy that he wanted me to play. So if we can before uh, coming up here, well, let me let everybody know the number to call in is two one five three eight three thirty six eighty one. I'm Tim Spanielaw, alongside Chi-Town, Mark and Jeff, and I'm filling in for Rowdy tonight. You're in the Rowdy Maglite Racing Show, but uh, at this time, uh. Let me go ahead and play this for Rowdy, and then we got uh, my good friend Scott Reeves, hollow driver, J.D. Motorsports, coming up. So let's just let's just take a little quick break and re- remember our good friend Rowdy and his wife at this time. Thanks, Tim. You're welcome, bro. I found a love for me. Darling, just dive right in. Follow my lead I found a girl Beautiful and sweet I never knew you were The someone waiting for me Cause we were just kids when we fell in love Not knowing what it was I will not give Children of our own We are still kids 
again, Mark, tonight's show is dedicated in in the memory of uh, Rowdy's wife, Miss uh, Diana O'Rear. We'll get that out there. And uh, just a sad time. I hate to keep bringing it up. But anyway, Jeff, uh, we got you over there on the side, brother. What's uh what's been going on with you? Oh, same old thing. Just working and trying to get to some races and doing the show and family. You got that right, brother. We we try to do all the races that we can. And uh, like I said earlier, the number calling is 215-383-3681. I'm Tim Spain alongside Chi-Town Mark and Jeff. Everybody has the evening off. And uh, coming up here shortly, we've got a uh, hauler driver for J.D. Motorsports. My good friend, Mr. Scott Revis, is going to join us, uh, Mark. He uh, he actually left uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway this morning after the Xfinity Series race. He had one of the Vegas cars, he told me yesterday, he had one of them loaded, and somebody was bringing him another one. So I'm pretty uh-huh. sure he's going to be laughed out even when he comes on tonight. Well, we appreciate him coming on, and... Uh... I think Jeff's going to have some good questions for the gentleman uh, since Jeff's a rig driver himself. So, uh, yeah, that's something we haven't had on the show before, and uh, we'd like to have all aspects of racing on. And uh, I'm sure he's got some great, great things to tell us, Tim. He does, Mark. He's he's a real cool guy. I met him... uh, this past spring here in here in Talladega, and uh, he's he's a big old fella too. I ain't going. He is a he is a big cornbread fella guy from South Carolina. And I, I if I was a race car driver, I would want him on my pit crew. If you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, maybe especially as a bodyguard. You got that right. I told him if I ever won the lottery. I was going. To, uh, we're going to start us a big radio show, and he's going to be our body, our bodyguard for all of us. Well, it sounds good to me. I, I've got the same plan, so we'll see what happens. Gets it first, Tim. <laughs> you get that right, brother. Hey, and uh, Mark, you <laughs> and I were talking earlier. Uh, everything got rained out this past weekend for the Arca Racing Series, mm-hmm. and just like that, there was a couple of your short track races, and you know we also had. Both races at Indianapolis Motor Speedway got postponed, too, till today. And that's the first time in 25 years since the inaugural running at Jeff Gordon won that they have had to postpone. They've had weather delays, but they never had to postpone it until the next day. And, uh, man, the ARCA series, uh, you know, I've I seen qualifying got rained out, and then the race got rained out, and then they actually had to move this past weekend's race. When they moved it to October 6th, I think. More. October Saturday, October sixth. Uh, details of the event are pending, but the rain date is uh, October sixth, uh, sometime at uh, Lucas Oil Raceway. And Mark, just to sort of, you know a little bit more about the Talker Racing Series than I do. Uh, they're sort of like NASCAR, the Xfinity Series trucks and Cup and all that. Uh, you know, going through the the year, you know, what's coming up. We got race number seventeen and twenty coming up this weekend. And, the series is almost over with, but it's um, it's it's tough. Anytime you have a weather delay of any kind, like at Martinsville this past year, we had, had what six, eight inches of snow. So I mean, that was just. I guess you wouldn't call that a rain. I guess we that, start calling it weather. I mean, it's, that's a freak of nature like, right there, Tim. <laughs> you're right, brother. And it's it's uh, tough on everybody. It's tough on the sponsors. Tough on the pit crew. Tough on the teams. It's just. It's just overall tough, and uh, I know you get to spend a lot of time with the drivers and owners and all that. But have you ever posed a question to them about what the, about how they handle their logistics when it gets really close to time for them to actually go somewhere else? Uh, just like NASCAR is having to deal with this week, Tim, and having a short week to get these guys out to the West Coast, basically to Vegas uh, from Indianapolis. Is is a is a major drive, so uh, you just deal with it. You know, you, you have contingencies, uh, uh, and you just you just go with what you know. Cars have been dealt, so you have no other choice. Uh, you can complain about it, and some people do, or you just go about your business and get it done. So, uh, yeah, it it, it depends. Uh, Jeff and I have been to a lot of races, unfortunately, where we sat in the car and 
twiddled our thumbs and waited and waited to get rained out, or maybe they've run the race and we're getting out of there at three or four in the morning. So uh, that's just part of it, Tim. Yeah, that's right, uh, Mark. And, you know, uh, I actually went to Darlington, too, uh, last week. You know, of course, come on down and stayed at Tybee Island. Just like Brother Thomas was talking about earlier, we got that hurricane coming in. But, uh, gentlemen, let's go ahead and bring on uh, – I know he's probably give out, tired, and ill, so maybe he won't Maybe he won't cuss me out or not. Let's go ahead and bring on Holler Drive <laughs> for J.D. Motorsports. My good friend, Mr. Scott Revis, into the Red and Mag Light Show with Mark and Jeff. Let me find out. i got a button for him somewhere. I don't know what I do. There it is. Hold on, Scott. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Good friend Scott Ravens. Scott, how you doing tonight, brother? You give out yet? <laughs> Not quite yet. It's been a long weekend. Well, I know it has, and I talked to you the other day, and I could tell y'all just laid up in the hotel and tired of everything. But uh, like I said, uh, I'm filling in for uh, Rowdy's night. This is the Rowdy Maglite show. Uh, Rowdy lost his wife over the over this past weekend, so I'm filling in for him. He he asked me to do it, and I could not tell him no. And I've got got his his co-host Shytown Mark, and the other co-host Jeff is on too. So I'm pretty sure they want to ask you a couple of questions. But uh, you got me as long as you need me. I got nothing but space and interstate in front of me. Well, I heard that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure these two got a ton of questions for you. I do too. But just to let you know before we get going too far, that that let's get ready to rumble. Song. Like I was telling Mark and Jeff there, I said, Scott Revis is a pretty good-sized fellow. I just want to make sure that you know that that's <laughs> not, a, not a war tent. I don't want to fight because you you just a hell of a lot bigger than I. I got four drivers I got to protect, so I got I to gotta be able to intimidate some people. You got that right, brother. Hey Scott, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hand you over to a uh, to a uh, Mark, and uh, you like I said, you stay on as well as long as you want to. I'm gonna hand you over to Shytown Mark. It's his rally's co-host, and uh, also Jeff is with us too. So uh, we'll go from there, gentlemen. Thanks again, Scott, for taking time out to come on, brother. We really do appreciate it. Any time, my friend. Well, Scott, I, I can just imagine the windshield time you've put on. Uh, thanks for being on the show <laughs> and coming on tonight. Well, I've left. See, I left Indianapolis. I don't know about two thirty, and I'm rolling into St. Louis right now. Ooh, you got a little ways to go, my brother. Uh, yeah, about twenty-three and a half hours. What's What's your limit now? Will you drive straight? Do you have a co-driver with you? No, nah, it's just me. Um, one of our other trucks has a co-driver, and the other. Well, we got we carry three haulers. Uh, one of there's two of us going out straight to Vegas, and uh, my other driver he's a young and and they have a co-driver with him. Just he doesn't have a lot of experience. And then they sent uh-huh. our other hauler back to the shop because the zero car wasn't ready when we left. So he's got a co-driver with him, and he has to haul rear end back to the shop tonight. And they'll come out. Oh, I imagine they'll leave probably Wednesday morning to be there Friday morning when we load in at six in the morning. Ooh. Yeah, you guys got to yeah, have a nice and early mornings. <laughs> yeah. Well, how did you come about getting involved in uh, uh, what's your background in, in big rig driving, and how did you end up being with a, a NASCAR team and driving cross-country for them? Well, what's funny is uh, I worked for Bank of America for 10 years as a broker's assistant and then a broker. Um, my really? degrees in business. Yeah, my degrees in business finance. Um, I was 28 years old with the blood pressure of a 90 year old, and uh, <laughs> circumstances just. I was offered a job because I was a big guy, 
uh, changing forklift tires over the road, and I had to get my Class B license to do that. I made a good bit of money doing that, and then that dried up, and I was forced to to go to truck out of school to get my Class A, which I did that back in, good Lord, it's been about a decade ago. And I went to Central Refrigerated out in Utah, went to truck driving school there, and fulfilled my contract with them, and I was just bouncing around. My, the intentions once I got my Class A was to do this. It just took a little longer than I thought it would. Um, then I got hooked up with uh, Johnny. I sent him a resume at one time, and several years ago he called me. He was in mid-Ohio. said, I need a driver. He's like, you interested? I'm like, yeah. And he said, well, come to the shop tomorrow. I'll be there, and I've been with Johnny ever since. Wow, what a great way for your uh, for it to go for you. I, um, when I turn you over to Jeff, I know Jeff's going to ask some questions for you because he drives a rig for a living, and uh, he's talked about uh, possibly doing what you're doing someday. So, uh, yeah, what a what a great way to go see the races and see the country, huh? Well, I don't know about seeing the races. I don't even know where we finished today. <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue where we finished today. <laughs> You're too busy getting from one cup from uh, one spot to another. Yeah, well, I mean, I help on the pit crew, but once the last pit stop is done, I go to back to the truck and get it ready to load. So at that point, I take my radio off, and I have no clue where we are. I'll, I'll look later on NASCAR's app and figure out where we were. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate the answer to see on that one, Scott. <laughs> If uh, Jeff, I'm going to turn you over to Scott. I think he's got some good questions for you, Scott. Thanks so much for being on the show tonight. We appreciate it. Anytime, guys. Hey, take her away, Jeff. Thanks. Thanks, Mark. Hey, Scott, how you doing? Uh, thanks for taking time and being on the show tonight. We really appreciate it. Uh, not a problem. How are you able to get the – like you said, you got, you've been on the road so long already – you know, I, I'm in the business too, but I, you know, we under DOT laws, we have to go by hours of service. How how are you able to keep going, keep that truck going, or do you have to stop just like anybody else does? I'm supposed to. <laughs> um, I mean, most most of the time I'm legal. Um, there are various times where if if I'm about 40 minutes from my house and my clock runs out, I'm not going to stop. I, I, it, it's bad to say that, and I'll take my chances just to get to the house. It's, it's kind of silly to sleep 45 minutes away from my house in the back of a truck. Um, on this trip, technically, legally, my clock would have started at 8 o'clock this morning. But I didn't really do much today, so with it being, we got there at 8, the race started at 10, um, and I really hadn't done anything in between 8 and 10, so I didn't start my clock till probably about the end of the race, which will put me right about one thirty. So my clock, you know, I'm good till 3.30 this morning, and then uh, I'll be doing my 10-hour break, and then hopefully averaging about 75 miles an hour tomorrow. <laughs> I've got a long way to go, and I need to be there by noon on Wednesday because the guys are flying in, and they're wanting to work on the cars, and I've got it on the truck. Now, other than driving, what does your jobs include? Besides, you do the pit crew, and what else do you do, or what don't you do? Um, yeah, yeah, it's more of what don't I do. Um, once we get to the racetrack, uh, Tim will show you. If you look on my Facebook page, I, I, I'll do a live broadcast to go into each track, um, and you'll get to see we get to drive all the tracks and all this fun stuff. And then once we get there, we're responsible for unloading the trucks because guys generally don't come in until the next day. So we unload everything, cars, boxes, fuel cans, everything is unloaded. And then a lot of times uh, we'll stay at the track and we'll pull out the grill and grill some steaks and drink a couple of beverages and tell some lies. And then when we wake up the next morning, uh, we'll start the, you know, our day. They'll show up. Um, I'm running fuel for the guys. I'm getting, you know, making sure the coolers are, are full, iced up. I cook for the team when we don't have caters. Um, and we move all the equipment out the pit road for qualifying in the race. And then come race time, just because 
we're a smaller team, me and the other truck driver uh, are also on the pit crew. Uh, we both hand second can to the fuel man, and there's times I've got to go over to the wall and be the fuel man. And uh, let's see, which one is going to take me? Holy crap, that can't be right. Sorry, man, I'm looking at my GPS. <laughs> That's okay. And uh, I'm just trying to make sure I don't get lost here. But uh, then once, once the last pit stops happen and we go back, usually with about 20, 25 laps left, uh, we'll go back to the truck, drop the gates, make sure everything's ready to be loaded, and then we start shoving boxes on there. And uh, with all the stuff that we have, we, we're running four teams out of three haulers, basically with two full-time truck drivers. So we're generally one of the last ones to get loaded. And then, like I said, today we got loaded, shut the doors. We got two trucks going straight to Vegas and one truck going home, and then turning around, then going to Vegas. Now, if somebody wanted to get into the business of driving a, a hauler for a NASCAR team, what do you recommend they do? Um, live in or around Charlotte, North Carolina is the first thing I tell everybody. Um. There are people that that drive in from other states, so they'll they'll rent an apartment or whatever they do. Um, Johnny has some rental properties. He lets some guys that come from out of state stay in real cheap. Um, the biggest thing is to be is to be in North South Carolina. Um, beyond that, we're hiring right now. Are you close? <laughs> Chicago. Uh, oh, good lord, that's not close. <laughs> <laughs> we got two, we got two guys on our road crew that come from Chicago every week. They fly in, and uh, it's basically there's about two times a year that everybody's hiring. I mean, right at the beginning, right around first of January after the new year, that's when the real silly season kicks into into place. And then usually around May or June, it'll kick in again once the people that have never done this before realize that it's. You know, it's not driving the truck to the racetrack, meeting Dale Jr., than driving it home. You know, a lot of a lot of people come in wanting to be a race fan, and what they don't realize is if I don't have to go out to pit road, I don't. Um, you know, and I'm a I'm the biggest fan of my drivers. I love my drivers; they're all my buddies. But I've got a job to do, and, and oh crap, which way am I going? Hold on. <laughs> There we go. And uh, so a lot of times I don't see any of the race. And uh, it's it's not for everybody. And it's generally not what everybody thinks it is. Um, you do get to meet cool people. But it's, it's, a, it's a job. It's work. And you're, you know, you're going to pull easily on a slow week, a 70-hour week. It's perfect for me. I'd fit right in. <laughs> now, what are, I love my job. Are, I, I can't complain. I think you would have to love it. When you say the silly season, is there really that much turnover with the hauler drivers in that business, in the, in the NASCAR business? You, there's a lot of turnover. Uh, what's funny is I, and I, I relate NASCAR kind of like uh, NFL. <laughs> being not the, the sport-wise, but his employment-wise, because, like, you'll fire a head coach to the NFL, and, and he sucked wherever he was, but he'll get a job at another team in the NFL. Truck drivers, it's not that we suck, it's just you, sometimes you just get, you can't get along with somebody at your team, and so you'll go move to another team. And in between the guys who have been around for a while, there's 120 teams to go between in between all three series. And um, I've seen guys move from Rouse to Childress to um, – we've had people just this year go to Front Row and uh, other truck teams. And it's all about being able to get along with the people you're around because you're around them all the time. And it's it's one big traveling circus. <laughs> Excuse me. But uh, it's, it's a big family. It was, we fight. We laugh. We have a good time. But, uh, <laughs> excuse me, but, uh, at the end of the day, we're, our goals are all the same. Uh, this year has probably been our best year because we're going to make the chase. And, uh, 
And if all all things are equal and go well, when Ross races in Richmond in the 42 car, that can automatically put us into the second round, which would be big for our team because the rest of the year he'll be back in the four car. Now, what are some of the highs or lows of driving driving a hauler? Uh, my favorite time is when I'm in the seat. Uh, it's the easiest. That's my downtime. Um, because if I'm not in the seat, I'm cooking, I'm moving stuff. Um, people apparently can't drive today, and I just hit St. Louis and rush hour traffic. <laughs> and uh, the down part is, I hate being. In, I'm not a fan of being at the shop. Because once we turn everything over to what we do, there's not a lot we can we do now. Right now, there's only two full-time truck drivers, so our time is pretty much full. But uh, I, once I get in the truck and we're gone and we're at the racetrack, I'm as happy as I can be. And that's the way most of us are. This, the stuff you do at the shop is pretty much mundane. It's the same thing repetitious over and over and over and over and over again, just like any other job, except for on Wednesday you get to leave. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, we get to the racetrack, and there's days at the racetrack it's horrible. Uh, generally, that's just... Iowa and Chicago this year where that's about the most miserable I've ever been in my life. And I've been to Daytona in July more times than I can count. And that was nothing compared to what Iowa and Chicago were this year. And uh, thankfully this year in the Oh, it was awful. The heat index in Chicago at race time was 113. I have to work in it every day, so don't feel so bad. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, we got it in South Carolina at the shop too, and it's, 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 then there's just there's just no wind. There was nothing. It was people were passing out everywhere. It was horrible. It was hot. All right, darn. All right I appreciate I you just, taking time and being on the show. I'm going to turn you back over to Tim and uh, and a thanks from Roddy. Roddy, thanks you for being on the show tonight and uh, nice talking to you. Uh, thank you. Thanks, Jeff. Tim? Yeah, uh, Scott. Hey, Tim? Tim, real quick, I'm going to swap a little bit and I'll be back. Okay, all right, Temple. Scott, it was hot as, you know, what, brother, this last weekend in Darlington, man. I mean, it was, you Uh, know, like we're saying, in in the South, it ain't the heat, it's the humidity, man. Humidity. Yeah, Darlington (laughs) was pretty bad, but it still wasn't as bad as Chicago. Late June can be miserable, Tim. Absolutely miserable. Uh, that's when air conditioning comes in big time for me. Well, that's the bad oh, thing. The air conditioning in my truck kind of sucks. Ooh, that hurts. <laughs> it kinda, a I bit. mean, it's, it's cold, but it spits on you. But the amb- I mean, when it gets so hot outside, the ambient temperature starts playing around with your uh, with how cold it can actually be in the truck. Right. When it's, you know, 90, 95, 100, you know, they can spit all the free on a one out of this thing, and it's still going to get so cold. <laughs> and, uh, Scott, you was wondering where everybody's finishing. Uh, I got the, the finishing order up. Uh, the National Race Finish Series race number 25. On official race results. For the seventh annual, Lily Dow beat his 250 in an Apple Motor Speedway. Uh, your man, Ross Chastain, finished, uh, he started 16th, finished P12. And then right behind him, Vinnie Miller, Miller in the 01 finished 17th. And then Whoa. Garrett Smith in nothing finished 20th. So y'all had all three cars top 20, brothers. Well, that's, I think that's Vinnie's first top 10. I mean, top 20. Oh, is it really? Uh, I think so. I could be wrong. It wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, that's wrong. We, we, know about that basically, that, we know about not being right there, Scott. So don't worry about it. So that pretty much that's means Ross, because all he's got to do is start the race next week, and he's in the chase. That's what I was going to say. He's, I'm, I, he's all, I'm not mistaken. Michael uh, Lynette finished around 31st, I believe. Let me look down here and see. You're yeah, exactly you right. That's where he was. And uh, Spencer Boyd finished down there 36. Josh Balicki and Elliot Sadler had a bad run. But anyway, Scott, uh, 
Talking a little bit about Ross Chastain, you uh, mentioned the number 42 car there, Chip Ganassi, that he uh, he slipped into last weekend at Darlington Raceway. Hell of a run, hell of a job. Absolutely. Coming off of turn two. You, you did. You you told me. Coming off of turn two, Kevin Harvick sort of run him a little bit a little bit up, uh, sort of pushed him up, wouldn't give him no room to come down, put him in the wall. Ross Chastain said he wasn't going to take none of it, so he just retaliated and uh, – I I don't agree with the way Kevin Harvick handled that because if the rows were were flipped, I mean, you know, he would he would have said, you know, and Ross didn't say nothing. Ross is a young man. We've had him on our show. Thank you for getting him on a couple of weeks ago. Ross Chastain is one of them drivers that hadn't forgot where he come from, and he got a shot, and he was not going to take nothing off of whether it was a cup driver whoever it was, if it would have been Dale Earnhardt Jr., I think Ross Chastain would have raced him the same way. But like Stephen and I mentioned, uh, there's a steering wheel and there's a gas pedal and there's a clutch and there's a brake on that number 98 car, too, just like it was on that 42. But the, four, but the 98 run the 42 up too high coming off the two. And you know how it is there at Darlington. It's tight. Oh, yeah. And, and well, Ross is going to get another, Ross is gonna get another chance, brother. Ross will be in that same car in Vegas and in Richmond, so I'm looking forward to see what he can do. I'm, I'm, if he's going to win one, I'd prefer he win Richmond. But either way, it works out well for us because if he wins Vegas, that puts us fourth in points. Because there's only three Xfinity regulars that have won a race this year. But that would put us right behind those guys and move us way up there. And we might have a chance to go in the second round that way, too. It's not like we run bad every week. Um, we're beating teams that we're not supposed to. Well, in their eyes, we're not supposed to be beating. Um, what they don't realize is that it was really cool is everybody finally got to see how much talent that kid has. Um, I've known it since my first year with him, his rookie year. The kid, he, he, he's a good kid. I don't even afraid of him. He's a good man. He's not a kid. And uh, you got that. I've got nothing but love for the, for the young man. And uh, he does things the right way, but he's not going to be bullied. And I think that was where and he that, got more respect. Even Harvick fans were tweeting, you know, Harvick was in the wrong. And, you know, when, you, when the man's own fans are sitting there telling you you're wrong, you're wrong. You know, he thought he would be able to go up there and, and, and push him around and he, you think he would have learned several the past couple of times in California because that's another racetrack we do really well at. And Ross straight up went days of thunder on him and Eric Almirola in turn one going on the outside and blew by both of them. You know, but uh, Ross is going to race you like you race him. And he's not, you know, and Ross will never say he intentionally did anything because he can't. But, you know. We all saw what happened, we, and we know what goes on. And the way I looked at it, he got what he deserved. And you know, Scott, I was I was in the press box there. You know, after you know we come down and spoke with you, and uh, whenever uh, the '98 run him up, running up high, you know, when he got into the wall, when he when he come back down, it looked like he had might have cut the right front down, the right front tire might have cut. That's that's. That's what got Ross a little bit cockeyed and crooked. When he come back down, he tried to get back on the throttle. And I think that's what that's what threw the car over in over into the ninety eight. It it was not intentional. I think Ross just actually, when that right front cut down, it just sort of kicked it back over that way, brother. I mean, you know, Ross Ross didn't do that. Uh, I'll uh, I'll uh, say it till I go to my grave. But like Ross Chastain cut down the right front and it pulled his car over that way. Yeah, that, that hitting the wall destroyed that car. Yeah, but he could still, once they got in, into the pits and fixed the tire, fixed the, what damage they could, I think they had knocked the toe in so much, but he was still able to pass enough people to, you know. It's funny, it's just like Ross said, he's like, I've never got this much media attention for a 25th place finish. And, uh, you know, but I think there's little big things for that kid to come. There, I mean, if, if it was if this was NASCAR twenty years ago, he'd already have a I think a high dollar cup ride. I think he would um, And you know, you just, know, long before the drivers had to break the bunny. Yeah, that's right. And you know, uh I actually got to interview Ross 
in Atlanta. Uh, this is about before I actually met you. I interviewed Ross. We done a live show from there. And uh, what I like about Ross is he hadn't forgot where he come from, brother. I got to interview him there. I got mm-hmm. to interview him at Talladega. I didn't get a chance to see him this past weekend at, at, at Darlington. But he has a real high family family value. He always talks about his family, about about the watermelon farm, about about being thankful just to be in that in that Xfinity Series car and thankful to be in that 15 for Premium Motorsports. He all all the young man wants to do is drive, and like I said, yep. he has not forgot where to come from, brother. That's because he still goes home and helps out on the farm. He is right. he is a good farming on his off time. He's back down in Florida helping his his dad and his brother down on the farm. And now they're they're usually the Chad's starting to come a lot more to the racetrack. He's been doing some spotting for Ross uh, at the the non-compete races. And uh, I mean, their their whole family is great. His dad's awesome. His mom's awesome. His brother's a good kid, and he can drive too. He's doing super late model trucks down in Florida and destroying everybody. Yeah, and just like you told me, Scott, you told me you said you let this man get into. Some good equipment. Not saying JD don't have good equipment, but just a little bit better equipment, and he will definitely shine. And he and he did. And Scott, just to let you know, uh, the points report after the seventh annual Leah Diabetes 250, uh, Ross Chastain moved up to P11, and Austin Cendrick is P12 now. That's the unofficial nice. unofficial driver point. So that that's gonna put gonna put Ross in the chase, correct? Oh yeah. If he's as long as he's forty points up on whoever he's got, all he's got to do is start. And uh, I, mean, I tell you what, uh, he's not the only one in our team that can drive. I mean, I know we talk about Ross all the time. I honestly think you get Garrett the same opportunity because he's done. You know, just I know he's not having the hell. He's got a top five this year in Daytona and a couple top tens. That kid can drive too, and uh, he's starting to get. Some looks from Derek Cope. He's driven Cope's Cup car a couple of times. I think that's another kid that's got a really bright future. And uh, I do, too, Scott. I, I really do. And Scott, I know uh, we've kept you over your allotted time, which I know you'd say you'd stay on, but we're getting close to the end of the show. And uh, Mark or Jeff, do y'all have any last thoughts for Scott Rebus, uh, J.D. Moore, before we let him go? Yeah, just be safe out there, Scott. Those drivers out there are crazy. Uh, that's no doubt. I'm. They're getting a little squirrely out here in St. Louis. There was a ball game tonight, and that's the traffic I hit. <laughs> Ooh, that's tough. Yep. Uh, living in Chicago, Jeff and I know about traffic, so uh, be careful out there. <laughs> safe travel. And uh, we'll see you at the racetrack, we hope. Yeah, I look forward to it. All right, we'll look you up, buddy. Thanks so much for being on tonight. Anything, Jeff? Anytime. I think Jeff dropped. So, uh, Scott, I guess okay, yeah, you It's Scott, you and me. Okay. Out, before we let you jump out of here, Scott, you want to thank uh, you want to thank your sponsors. Anybody you want to thank for helping you get where you're at? And uh, congratulations on uh, Ross making the uh, chase. But uh, you got the floor. But any. Anybody you want to thank? Johnny Davis, uh, Flex Seal. Right. Here I go. I'm like, I'm trying to thank somebody. But you got the floor, Scott. Yeah, hey, I think you're doing it for me. <laughs> Johnny <laughs> Davis, for sure. That, that man has helped more, has jump-started more people's careers in that garage than, than probably about anybody in there now. Um, Flex Seal, uh, Canada Drive, Sundrop, JAS Trucking, uh, Kentucky Fame. Uh, who else we got? <laughs> I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody. We've got sponsors all over the place. But uh, if you want to check me out, check me out on Facebook at Scott Revis. If you heard it on the show, just write Pit Stop on the friend request. And I'm at srevis517 on Twitter. That's a 10-4, brother. You be safe out there. Uh, me and Mark's going to be 10-7 on the side, brother. Good luck this weekend. Good luck in the rest of your year. And I'm pretty sure we'll be talking to you later. Be safe on your travels out there. The Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Right, brother. Like I said, Mark and I will be 10 seconds uh, inside, brother. 10-4. All right. See you, Thanks, Scott. Scott. Thank you, guys.
Scott Reavers there, Mark. He he, I I could talk to him all night. Uh, like I said, I met him back in Dega, and uh, me and this guy named Al Muskie. Muskie's is sort of his nickname here. He he uh, rides for East Alabama <laughs> Motorsports up up here at, at Talladega. He wanted to meet a uh, truck driver. He'd done an article in uh in his magazine. So uh, I introduced him to Scott, and uh, Scott's become really good friends. We talk every time we go to the track. And again, you know, I wasn't going to bring Scott out. Scott's a gentleman too. He hadn't forgot where he come from. I did not know he was a. Uh, he worked at Bank of America and was a financial advisor. I did not know that. So you got to be a you, smart. You just never know. Like no, you don't. And you, you never know what background race people come from. You know. That's right, and you got to be smart to do something like that, Mark. You got to be smart to be a financial advisor for Bank of America. Well, I could see where his blood pressure was boiling over, and he wanted to get out of it. That's a that's a tough business. Uh, there's a little pressure there. I I, uh, I was a chef for many years, so I know about that that pressure end of it. So uh, it's exhilarating, and it's great when you're young, but it wears on you when you start aging a little bit, Tim. You got that right, brother. And I started aging. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> Oh gosh. But Mark, it's it's been a blast tonight. It really has. And I wanna thank Scott and wanna thank you for giving me this opportunity to fill in for Rowdy. I wanna thank Jeff too. But uh Scott, we got um we got the Salem Speedway coming up this weekend for the Arca series. Uh, you got anything you wanna yeah. talk about that before we start here? I sure do, Tim. Uh this is the one hundred and fourth race at Salem. Uh for the Arca series at that Southern Indiana Oval. Uh, it's Saturday night, September 15th to 7.15 Eastern Daylight Time, 200 laps, uh, gates open at 11.15 Saturday morning, uh, qualifying practice during the day. Uh, they're running their street sock division also. Uh, it's a full day of racing. Rowdy, Jeff, and I will be there. So look for us. We'll, we'll be more than happy to visit with you at the racetrack. We always are. Uh, we'll have our uh, our shirts on, that, uh, and you can tell it says Rowdy Maglet right on the shirt. Come on up and talk to us. But uh, and also, I'd like to give a shout out to Track Enterprises, Tim. They've took it on the chin a couple times, three times this year. Uh, they've had some terrible luck with weather. They were the uh, promoters of this weekend at uh, Lucas Oil Raceway. They were the promoters of the Gateway Race, and they were the promoters of the Nashville Race. And weather in one form or another took a little hit on them all three races. And I, uh, I know if, if we hadn't had weather, we'd had we would have had really really good attendance for those events. So I'm hoping they see the future is still there. And uh, we'll be talking with Adam Mackey at Track Enterprises in a week or so for the uh, before the rescheduled uh, Lucas Oil race from this past weekend. So yeah, we wanted I wanted to give them a little shout out and. Uh, you Arca fans out there who have been wondering what Austin Theria was up to, he's returning to the trucks at Las Vegas this weekend, Tim. He's running for on-time motorsports and uh, on-point motorsports, right. excuse me. And uh, I think he's going to give him a good run. If he's got the equipment, Austin's able to bring it to, to the front. So we'll, we'll be anxious to see how Scott does. I'm, I'm surprised he's been out of the ride this long. It's good to see him get a ride, and I hope it comes off well for him. And I could probably go on for another 20 minutes on a bunch of different stuff, but I think we're trying to about wrap it up. Jim, what do you think? I think so, too, brother. I'm going to add to your uh, to your notes there on Salem Speedway. Uh, Salem Speedway sure. is a is a 0.55-mile paved oval, and it actually has 33 degrees banking in the turns like my home track here at Talladega Super Speedway. And the first ARCA race at Salem was in 1955, Mark. That's been a while back. Wow. So Salem is it's sort of an iconic uh, racetrack there for the ARCA racing series too, brother. They, you know, ARCA for the most part runs one race a year at their tracks. And there's only a couple of tracks that they run to uh, Pocono and uh and Salem are the only two I can think of will be double up in the season. And uh, there's a reason. Uh, if you've never been to Salem, go to Salem, folks. You're going to see a whale of a race. The race starts at 7.15. I guarantee you by 9 o'clock, you'll be walking out to the parking lot 
after seeing post-race stuff because it'll be a quick race. It'll be a good, good race. And uh, you can have the kids uh, home by 9.30, 10 o'clock that night. Good family night there, Mark. And, Mark, before uh, we jump out of here, I want to I want to thank you for allowing me to be your sidekick tonight. Like I said, I really do appreciate it, Mark. Uh, I want to thank Scott Revis for taking time out to call in, especially on his trip from Indianapolis, Indianapolis Motor Speedway heading to Vegas. And like I said, uh, this show is dedicated to uh, Diana O'Rear and Mr. Rowdy, and uh, I want to thank you again. Uh, it's been a privilege to fill in for Rowdy. And like I said earlier, our thoughts and prayers are with the O'Rear family. At, at this uh, sad time, but uh, Mark, any final thoughts before we jump out here? I got a song Rowdy wants me to play at the end. Uh, Rowdy, we know you're listening. We hope you're uh, you're doing well. Uh, I know what your plans are for this evening. Uh, good luck with it, and uh, hope it comes out well. And uh, Godspeed, Diana, and. Uh, Rowdy, we'll see you sometime in the, the future. And uh, you guys will be back together. But for now, we're going to take good care of them. So you can count on that. Uh, so, yeah. Thanks, Tim. I appreciate it. It was great working with you this evening also. It's uh, always nice to work with a professional. I'm I'm not a professional. I'm just over red from Talladega, Mark, but I appreciate the kind words. Well, you're you're a professional redneck, and I'm just a professional carpetbagger from the north. And uh, for some reason, it works good, be it you or be it Rowdy. And uh, I just like working with both of you. Uh, I'm looking forward to having Rowdy back next week and uh, talking about our exploits in Salem. That sounds good, brother. And thank, like I said, thank you again for having me tonight. And uh, we're going to say good night. I'm going to play this final song here. Rowdy wanted me to play, so. We're going to say good night from Talladega, Alabama. Uh, I'm Tim Spain alongside of Chi-Town. Mark, you're listening to the Ratty Maglite Racing Show on the Speedway Digest Radio Network. Mark, have a good evening, brother. We'll talk at you on the flip side. Rowdy, let that light shine bright, buddy. Let that light shine bright. We're thinking of you. Amen, brother. We'll see y'all. Good night from Talladega, Alabama. Yesterday morning, they let me know you were gone. Suzanne, the plans they made put an end to you. I walked out this morning and I wrote down this song. I just can't remember who to send it to. I've seen fire and I've seen rain. Seen sunny days that I thought would never end. I've seen lonely times when I could not find a friend. But I always thought that I'd see you again. Won't you look down upon me, Jesus? You gotta help me make a stand. Just got to see me through another day My body's aching and my time is at hand I won't make it any other way Oh, I've seen fire and I've seen rain Seen sunny days that I thought would never end But I always thought that I'd see you again Been walking my mind to an easy time My back turned towards the sun Lord knows when the cold wind blows It'll turn your head around Well, there's hours of time on the telephone line To talk about things to come 
pick up the crew and head out to Talladega Super Speedway for race weekend October 12th through 14th. Ticket holders for the 1000Bulbs.com 500 can enjoy free camping in three different campgrounds around the track. This is more than a race. This is Talladega.